Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Uh, well, thanks to Christopher Sharp, the uh, writer for Liberation Times, we now know why uh, Mike Turner, who is the chair of the United States House Intelligence Committee, recently went public uh, with concerns about some national security threat that was uh, that a lot of people uh, thought may be related to UFOs. Actually, what he was trying to do was divert attention, uh, f- apparently, from a briefing that uh, some of his colleagues had with uh, Luis Elizondo. He met with uh, Elizondo. Apparently, recently met uh, with some uh, Republicans in Congress, and uh, he uh, pr- presented a briefing on on the issue with uh, of UFOs. And in fact, he corroborated a lot of things. Apparently, uh, some of the issues that were uh, put forth by whistleblower David Grush. And uh, so what Turner did on that same day was uh, come out with this uh, phony, shiny object to basically divert attention away from things that were discussed at this UFO hearing, apparently. Uh, that's, uh, you know, base, that's what I get out of this article from Christopher Sharp uh, that was published yesterday. I'm going to go through this article here so we could uh, understand exactly what's happened here. Uh, it says here, uh, well, actually, before we do that, I want to, there was an article, uh, a lot of different articles uh, recently about this, uh, what Turner was uh, putting forward. Here was an article from Newsweek from uh, February 14th, and the headline reads, Cryptic National Security Threat Sparks UFO Theory. And it says here, a cryptic statement warning of a possible serious national security threat on Wednesday sparked many social media users to speculate that it was related to UFOs. In a statement, House Intelligence Committee Chairman Mike Turner said, Today, the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence has made available to all members of Congress information concerning a serious national security threat. I am requesting the that President Biden declassify all information relating to this threat so that Congress, the administration, and our allies can openly discuss the actions necessary to respond to this threat. Uh, the House Intelligence Committee did not release any further information detailing what the threat is, prompting many social media users to speculate that what it could relate to. And uh, unfortunately, if you read the rest of this article, a lot of people thought that it might have something to, to do with UFOs. But as we learned later, it did not. Uh, and apparently, it was something. It was it was something that Turner did to uh, to use as a shiny object to distract from this. Uh, briefing that uh, some con- uh, members of Congress had with Elizondo. And anyway, here it says, uh, the headline from Christopher Sharp's Liberation Times article states, future of Representative Turner in question after rare public statement on national security threat later deemed underwhelming amid continued dismissal of UFOs despite growing alarm within Congress. And it says here, Liberation Times has learned that House Intelligence Committee Chairman Representative Mike Turner's recent bizarre public push for declassifying a serious national security threat became entangled with a concerning briefing on UAP. 
On February 14, 2024, Republican members of Congress were briefed by Luis Elizondo, the former director of a government program focused on UAP, the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. Sources have revealed to Liberation Times that Elizondo was joined by, by a former member of the UAP task force and decorated uniformed military officer, a former military pilot and eyewitness to a UAP sighting, a former DARPA scientist and a former political advisor within the Obama administration. Sources close to Liberation Times revealed that attendees left the session deeply concerned about the inability to openly discuss the national security implications of UAP within the government due to classification constraints. In the aftermath of the briefing, Liberation Times has been informed that an impression, that an impression was left that members present at the meeting wished to declassify information related to UAP, enabling national security discussions regarding the phenomena to occur within the, within the government and with the United States allies. Now, Elizondo, according to Sharp here, did not publicly comment on this meeting. Uh, it was held with the Republican Conservative Opportunity Society. And uh, he taught also, but he does mention here that journalist Matt Laszlo reported on the briefing that was led by Elizondo, speaking with Representative Ralph Norman, who was in attendance. And Norman uh, seemed alarmed, according to Laszlo. Uh, and this is some of the comments that he, that he gave Laszlo. He says, we've got a real problem. This is not Playland. Uh, my God, this is not political. This isn't politics. For you young people, of course, this affects all of us, young and old. It's been portrayed by the media as crazies that are identifying unidentified flying objects, but it's not. And then it goes on to say here that Norman also confirmed that Elizondo corroborated information provided by senior intelligence official David Grush, who has alleged the existence of potentially illegal programs to retrieve and reverse engineer craft of non-human origin. Uh, but on the same day as the brief, as his briefing, as uh, Sharp points out, uh, Turner made a remarkable public statement about a serious national security threat, uh, which his committee, which his committee made available to members of Congress. Turner called on the on Biden to declassify the threat, uh, which was unspecified at the time, so that Congress, the administration, and his a and allies could discuss actions to respond to it. And it says here that the Intelligence Committee voted the previous day to make the intelligence available to all House members. On February 14th, Turner made a public statement about the apparent threat, uh, despite opposition from his vice chair, Representative Jim, Hine, uh, Jim Himes. Uh, some congressional members are understood to have felt underwhelmed after being briefed, as opposed to the briefings related to UAP, including the one held by Elizondo the same day, which has, which was led, which has led to growing alarm. So, yeah, there was nothing really to this threat, this big threat that Turner was using as a shiny object, basically, uh, to help, you know, let's, let's, let me, before I go on any further, of course, as we all know, Turner, along with uh, the chairman of the House Armed Services Committee, uh, Mike Rogers, uh, they were two of the instrumental people last year who basically uh, sunk the uh, Chuck Schumer, Mike Rounds uh, bipartisan legislation, the UAP, uh, that UAP legislation that they wanted to include in the uh, uh, 2024 National Defense Authorization Act. Uh, but that uh, UAP Disclosure Act was basically gutted because of Rogers and Mike Turner. 
and now here he here here we here he is again. Basically, Turner, you know, he re- he receives a lot of his uh, campaign contributions from defense contractors. That, that's basically he's that's, it's legalized bribery. That's what how the things work in this country in in the United States. So he does their bidding, including apparently. Uh, doing whatever it takes to keep secret the reverse engineering uh, programs with regard to recovered extraterrestrial spacecraft. So now, what what he did here after this concerning hearing that some of these some of his colleagues had with Elizondo at the same at the same time when he comes out with this big threat alert, which turned out to really be nothing, as we will see. Uh, well, it could be something later on down the road, but he was using it right now to make make a big deal out of something which really isn't that big of a deal. Like uh, it says in this article, a lot of people uh, of his colleagues in Congress were underwhelmed by this threat. Uh, anyway, uh, continuing here, it says, according to sources familiar with the matter, the wording of Turner's public statement coincidentally and ironically mirrored the sentiments conveyed by individuals who had received the briefing from Elizondo that same day, an issue which has been ignored and dismissed by Turner and, and Himes. The threat referenced by Turner was later revealed by multiple sources to relate to a Russian anti-satellite capability, which the White House has since cautioned is not yet active and poses no current threat. Turner's revelation on the existence of such a threat has been met with anger even amongst his Republican colleagues. In a letter written to House Speaker Mike Johnson, Representative Andy Ogles wrote, The revelation by the chairman was done with a reckless disregard of the implications and consequences said information would have on geopolitics, domestic and foreign markets, or the well-being and psyche of the American people. In hindsight, it has become clear that the that the intent was not to ensure additional funding for Ukraine and passage of an unreformed Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. Uh, so yeah, basically, what that's what Turner was doing here. He's like, what what he did here because he knew that this hearing was going on, and and of course his his handlers from the uh, defense contracting businesses uh, were telling him, get out there, do something, you know, do something. So Turner goes out, talks about some other national security threat that has to do with Russia and the sat- and the their their anti satellite uh, technology that's not not even a threat at this point. But he's like, look at the shiny object. Don't worry about that uh, hearing with the, that that briefing with Elizondo. Look at the shiny object, you stupid morons in the press and the mainstream news. Look at this. Don't worry about what happened there. See, they're trying to push this under the rug. This is more evidence to that effect. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Uh, Continuing with this article, it says multiple sources previously informed Liberation Times that Turner led resistance to legislation from, of course, Schumer and and Rounds. Uh, That was the legislation, the UAP Disclosure Act, which basically was gutted, which would have 
uh, made uh, all these objects that have been recovered that are now in the hands of some of the, the defense contractors that are tr attempting to reverse engineer it would make it eminent domain, make, meaning that it would become the property of the United States and they would have to release information on this. Basically, it was a, an effort to uh, slowly disclose over a period of time, and uh, but that was all gutted because, of course, Turner is a puppet for the, uh, for the defense contractors. It says here, under the original plan, any materials or biological evidence of unknown or non-human origin would have been subject to the power of eminent domain exercised by the United States federal government. The puzzling decision to allude to a national security threat coupled with the briefing provided to Congress and efforts to dismiss alarming concerns about UAP raises serious questions about Turner's leadership of the House Intel Committee. Such actions may have lasting repercussions to national security and the public's trust in Congress. Previous questions and allegations have surfaced regarding potential conflicts of interest at the core of Turner's resistance to UAP transparency. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> it was, was it last summer he said that China is, is more of a threat to the United States than uh, UFOs. Well, how, you know, I asked the question at the time. I was like, how does he know this? How do you, do you know this for a fact? How do you know this? Anyway, it says here, concerns about Turner's agenda have resurfaced following his recent statements regarding the apparent Russian space-based threat. Journalist Tom Rogan noted, Turner is renowned in Congress and by Washington lobbyists uh, for his securing of patronage, patronage for business interests in his district. And these interests would appear to be well-placed to benefit from Turner's disclosure of the new Russian system. The defense firms Lados, Lockheed Martin, L3 Harris, and Northrop Grumman are all top donors to Turner in the 2024 election cycle. So yeah, you know, a lot of dumb dummies who don't really pay attention, a lot of voters out there will re-elect this guy because they don't know what he's doing. He's, uh, But hopefully, maybe his colleagues will oust him from this... Uh, from this uh, being the chairman of this House Intelligence Committee, because this guy doesn't belong there. And it's time to get this clown out of there because he's he's holding up uh, important legislation. I mean, it was because of people like him that we don't have that UAP Disclosure Act. And why is he still sitting there? I mean, people in Congress uh, right now it's 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 controlled by Republicans. They should be getting in this bozo out of there because you can see what he's doing here basically trying to well you know the mainstream media for of course will always fall for these kind of tricks most of them uh, you know turner will make these threats they'll talk about the the potential of what this russian threat might be but they won't talk about the what was discussed in this hearing that uh, uh that elizondo was was at i mean they're not going to talk about that apparently they don't you know they, they want to obviously you see what's happening here folks there's been this effort a strong effort recent in recent months uh, to basically make this all go away. Uh, it says here, uh, well, I'm not going to read the rest of the article. There's not much more uh, to really discuss with it. But uh, yeah, that's basically what happened here. And it's a shame. And you see how it is. And uh, I don't know if we're ever going to see an end to this uh, at this point. I mean, they're, they're, they are hell-bent on keeping this a secret. And they do not want, uh, uh, they don't want the truth to come out about this. And, and, and obviously, a lot of us know that they're, they are covering this up and uh, the way things are right now, it's just, there's, there's very strong resistance. Uh, and you're seeing a lot of it. I've talked about a lot of it in, in recent, in the, in the last couple of months, uh, uh, there was these articles and in, in, by mainstream, uh, reporters that are downplaying all of this. They're giving half-assed information on a regular basis. We, I was talking recently about that book from Garrett Graff and that now Garrett Graff, basically a debunker, a new debunker added to the mix. Uh, this is where we're at right now. But speaking of that, I wanted to, uh, you know, I did talk about Garrett Graff's book in the uh, recent episode. 
uh, my, which was entitled Opinion. Garrett Graff's new UFO book is designed to deceive. Uh, I asked this question uh, with regard to that book after I, I gave it a scathing review. I, I basically um, made it clear in that episode I, and I gave some examples of how that book is junk. Uh, that that book is incomplete, that it's uh, giving a, it, it, it doesn't include certain information in an effort to, uh, because it would destroy the narrative that's trying to be presented. So that's what, what does he do? He excludes certain information, includes a lot of uh, uh, comments and, and information that has been provided by debunkers, which in itself uh, is always, has always uh, uh, traditionally been incomplete and false. Uh, but that's what he used. That's what he referred to most uh, when he was putting that book together. But I asked the question, have you or do you plan to read Garrett Graff's UFO book? There's uh, 50 days left on, or excuse me, 22 days left on this uh, poll so uh, right now and 50 votes so far. Seven people or 14% say yes, while 43 people or 86% say no. Well, uh, I'm going to provide another answer, uh, another example, excuse me, of, of how bad this book is uh, and how de deceitful it is. And I think, again, like I said last time, it's it's a hoax. I could actually make a series. I could I could do a, like a, a weekly series or daily series probably on on some of the falsities that are, are pushed in this book and some of the uh, how he deliberately leaves out certain data in an effort to help with his narrative. For instance, uh, I, I know a lot, I've talked about this before on the podcast a number of times, uh, the estimate of a situation that was a, a report that was put together by members of Project Sign back in 1948. That was the government's first uh, uh, effort to try to f determine what UFOs were. And uh, there was, uh, at the end of that uh, uh, study, they, they came up with this report, and it's, it's been known, been called the estimate of the situation. It was first reported by uh, Captain Edward, Edward Ruppelt uh, back in 1956 when he, he published a book on UFOs. Um, and uh, it was uh, the, the report on unidentified flying objects. And in that book, he talked about the estimate of the situation. Uh, and in this book, in Garrett Graffs, he talks about it too. Now, uh, he does re uh, initially report uh, what the story is with regard to the estimate of the situation. And uh, what that is, is that they determined that it must be interplanetary, that who's ever operating these uh, flying saucers, uh, Project Sign determined, it must be extraterrestrial. You know, this is beyond our technology, and that's what it is. Now, a, a copy of that estimate of the situation does not exist. No, it's never been released publicly. Nobody knows if there even a copy is, is, is left or if it exists anymore. But it did exist at one time. There's no question about it. Captain Ropelt, uh, who later on, who act, actually in, in the mid-50s was the head of uh, Blue Book, uh, you know, he, he wrote about this in his book. He, he actually saw a copy of it. And there were other people that saw this too. But in this book, and, and he, uh, Garrett Graff, in his book on, uh, in the chapter the cla called The Classics on page 47, he talks about this. And uh, this, is, uh, this is the truthful part of his commentary of, of the book. It says here, in the face of all the questions and theories and ideas, the sign research team, according to Edward Ruppelt, who would later head the project, authored that summer what was known to, as the as an estimate of the situation, a thick, legal-sized, top-secret intelligence analysis document that was sent 
onward to the highest levels of the Pentagon. The report pulled together the many sightings from seemingly reliable observers, scientists, pilots, military leaders themselves, that were consistent in their descriptions and clearly outside the realm of known aviation capabilities or cosmic phenomena. They had left them with only one conclusion, extraterrestrial. The situation was the UFOs, the estimate was they were interplanetary. Ruppelt uh, responded later, exclamation point included. The Pentagon, however, disagreed. Officials up to Chief of Staff General Hoyt Vandenberg thought the project's signed conclusion was at best premature and lacking in any meaningful proof. The general wouldn't buy interplanetary vehicles, Ruppelt reported, and so project sign and the Air Force decided that the document was too explosive to exist. Within a few months, the military apparently burned every copy in existence. Okay, that's that's the, that's been the story, of, right? And that, that's true. But then there's an asterisk, and I talked about this in the previous episode. In this book, you, uh, uh, Garrett Graff's book, UFO, the inside story of the United States government, government search for alien life here and out there, he has all these annotations. So you look at, you hit, there's an asterisk at the end of this uh, uh, report about the estimate of the situation. And what does it say here? It says, the only proof of the report's existence comes from the personal testimony of Edward Ruppelt and J. Allen Hynek, who evidently confirmed its existence in a February 1971 interview. So Hynek apparently was somebody else that said, yeah, the, the report existed. And he said this in a 1971 interview. Okay. Uh, and it says here, no sign of the document has ever surfaced and no text from it has ever been quoted directly. As historian Kate Dorsch wrote in 2019, no other corroborating evidence suggesting, suggesting even the existence of this document, let alone its contents, has ever been uncovered. No drafts, no mention either before or immediately after from either military personnel or consulting scientists, not a single surviving copy, even though Ruppelt claims a few were saved as mementos of the golden days of the many that were allegedly distributed. Dorsch concluded that she's unconvinced the document existed at all, writing, it does, however, demonstrate how little evidence considerable parts of the UFO lore from their, from, uh, their period is built on. So basically, that's how uh, Garrett Graff wants to leave the estimate of the situation. A, a comment from someone, Kate Dor- uh, this Kate Dorsch, who's a, a, a scholar that's from, from the University of Pennsylvania. That's, that's how he wants to leave it. Somebody who says she doesn't believe it exists. So that's what he's trying to uh, put forth here, that, oh, it doesn't exist. Yeah, even though this uh, Edward Ruppelt, uh, this captain from the United States Air Force who wrote a book and, and said that he actually saw it in the, in the book, that she doesn't believe it's real. So that's that's how we're going to uh, leave it in my book because somebody, because she didn't see it, it doesn't exist. Basically, absence of evidence is evidence of absence. One of the uh, debunker fallbacks. However, uh, the, the problem here is, is that he, uh, Graf says that it was only a uh, uh, that only Ruppelt saw, but actually he's wrong. Uh, according to, uh, this is from uh, Richard Dolan's book, UFOs on a National Security State, Volume uh, Volume 1. Uh, actually, there was somebody else, actually Major uh, Air Force Major Dewey Furnett, who uh, actually prepared an affidavit in the late 1950s that confirmed the document's existence. He, Dewey Furnett was somebody that's, that confirmed its existence. He doesn't mention, mention that in the book. He just says uh, Ruppelt was the only one. 
Uh, but here it clearly says, as Rupel claimed to see one of the 1948 originals, as did Air Force Major Dewey Furnett, who prepared an affidavit in the late 1950s that confirmed the document's existence. That's, but if that information is not in there, it's because he wants people to believe that it was all bogus, that the idea that the Air Force, that Project Sign actually concluded that the that these people operating the UFOs are actually beings from someplace else, not from not of this earth, that it's interplanetary in origin. Uh, but that because, again, Graf knew what he was doing when he put this book together. I mean, I, I, I pointed out the other day, this is, it's, bril- it's brilliant propaganda. He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew exactly what he was doing. And that's very unfortunate. It's unfortunate for a lot of uh, for a lot of people in the UFO community. It's unfortunate for the UFO community in general. Uh, uh, that that the, the the shame of this is that you know this book, Gar Graf's book will probably sell more copies than uh, Richard Dolan's books combined, probably. And you look uh, you look at some of the uh, comments out there with regard to it. The Wall Street Journal, for instance. Uh, the review from them, it says here, one of the rare books on the topic that manages to be both entertaining and factually grounded. But it's not factually grounded. He leaves facts out on purpose. This is an effort to debunk. That's what this is. It's It's an effort to fool. It's an effort to deceive. This book, that's, what, that's how it's designed. But he, again, I, I believe Graf knew what he was doing. He did this on purpose because he knew that this would uh, uh, ingratiate him in the eyes of the establishment. That's why he's been uh, you know, showing up on all these interviews on uh, MSNBC and, 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 and CNN and a number of other uh, network news channels talking about this. That's the reason behind it because it's, it's the, this is the establishment. This is what they want people to believe. They want people to forget about you. UFOs right now obvious it's obvious and it's terrible it's terrible that this truth is still being withheld from from the world uh so that's that's i'm totally uh, again i i i i hope the number of people who said that they're going to buy this book you know diminishes uh, over time because you're wasting your money uh if you want to get a good uh historical background on the uh the ufo topic uh, most certainly richard dolan's books the uh ufos and the national security state volumes one and two that's where you need to go uh, start there or, or some of the books by timothy good above top secret uh, and need to know he had some good ones too read books by those guys not by garrett graff because he's using incomplete information he's trying to downplay this whole thing uh, he's, he comes to conclusions, uh, certain conclusions in that book based on, on evidence, excuse me, quote evidence and quote from debunkers that really, in the end, when you look deeper into it, you realize that this is the evidence from the debunkers a lot of times and a lot of instances is phony and it's false. And uh, he didn't do his research. He did not, or either that or he did do his research and he knew exactly what he was trying to get, trying to do here and, and uh, as far as the mainstream news is concerned, uh, he, he's going to get a, this guy's, you know, he's and everything he's written in there is goth is, you know, gospel. You could take it to the bank as, according to the mainstream news. But I'll tell you right now, folks, this book is is, is filled with inconsistencies and uh, factual errors. And I, I believe it was done on purpose. Anyway, uh, I just want to say uh, thank you all for joining me until next time.